Welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students, a multi-part podcast series that gives college students the knowledge and tools to handle their financial situation during and after college. Your host for this program is Professor Frank Longo of Centenary University. Please note that before making any financial decisions, please seek sound financial advice from a financial professional. And now, here is your host, Professor Frank Longo. Hello, and welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students. Thank you for joining us. Those who regularly follow our Dollars and Cents series know that we follow current events and try to make sense out of them so we can identify reasonable investment opportunities. We do this not just to accumulate money, although accumulating money is not necessarily bad. We do this mainly so we can have the money that's necessary for a better life. Some time ago, we saw investments in electric vehicle manufacturers and the industries that provide them with critical and necessary raw materials as very promising. The old internal combustion engine was going to be replaced by modern technology. Since there were more than one billion cars on the world's roads with less than 5% electric, a number of investment opportunities seemed promising, and we discussed them in detail. This made good sense. Countries throughout the world supported the massive switch from the combustion engine vehicles to electric-powered vehicles. Many car companies were on board and announced ambitious plans to produce only EVs in just more than a decade, all in the name of saving the planet and stopping climate change. The switch to EVs seemed to be sensible and smart, even noble while providing great opportunities for employment and investment. Then, world events revealed that the road to net zero carbon emissions and stopping climate change will not be traveled only by electric vehicles. Not yet, and not likely in the near future. World events made that clear. The pandemic led to supply chain issues for many industries, including the EV industry, all vehicles, including electrics, required numerous computer chips, and there were shortages. Russia's invasion of Ukraine brought to light the fact that Russia is a major producer of not just oil, but copper. And copper is one of the many materials that are needed to make EVs. It is important to note that mineral, minerals required not just by EVs, but also to manufacture solar panels, batteries, and wind turbines are known as rare earth minerals. Mining these minerals is a dirty process. While some are available in the United States, we allow only a few mines to operate due to environmental concerns. Therefore, we turn to unstable countries such as Peru and Chile to mine them, along with China and Russia. China is one of the lar largest pr processors of rare, rare earth minerals, in part due to its lax environmental rules. About 60% of the world's lithium is processed in China, and nearly half of the world's copper is smelted there. The point is, the road to EVs goes directly through China. Remember, both the Trump and Biden administrations had issues with China. Also, China appears to be poised to in invade Taiwan. President Biden said 
The United States will defend Taiwan against China. There are many problems that such an invasion would cause, including our ability to acquire China's rare earth minerals and Taiwan's computer chips. Those are just some of the international issues with the production of EVs. Domestically, we don't have the necessary infrastructure in place to generate and deliver the required electricity to power EVs. Last summer, California, a state totally committed to EVs, asked its residents not to recharge EV batteries due to electric shortages. We also do not have fast charging stations in place to support the changeover, and it will take years and improved technology to be able to power EVs the way consumers would like them to be powered. Another major concern is the prohibitive cost of EVs. Even with government subsidies, a cost of more than $50,000 per vehicle is just not affordable for many people. The bottom line, despite the EPA's recent mandate to reduce vehicle emissions, we will not be ready in the near future to be an all-electric vehicle country. When President Biden was campaigning for president, he proposed to eliminate the fossil fuel industry. He has already walked that back a bit and approved a new Alaska oil drilling field. And he has also said it will take about 10 years longer than he expected to eliminate fossil fuels. My expectation, it may take even longer than that. I am a recent supporter of the EV industry, and I still believe it is in our future. But we will not be all EV and zero carbon and a zero carbon nation, I think, for some time. I see the switch away from fossil fuels as a transition that will take time. I also feel that energy companies that provide fossil fuels in a clean low-carbon manner will thrive. A company that is poised to do just that is Occidental Petroleum. This is a company we have discussed in the past. Obviously, it is an oil and gas producer, and it will continue to provide those forms of energy, which may be especially necessary should the China-Taiwan situation reach a bad point. As we said, oil and gas will be necessary for a smooth transition to clean energy and net zero carbon emissions. What makes Occidental especially interesting is its technology and projects to suck massive amounts of carbon dioxide out of the air and pump it into underground wells that are deep in the Earth's geological formation. Occidental is spending more than $1 billion to build its first in a planned series of carbon capturing plants. This project is supported by generous tax subsidies, so it is supported by the Biden administration. The project is innovative. It will also power its carbon re removal operations with solar and wind power. And it is working on this as, as it is already in the process of cleaning up its production of oil and gas. Occidental is not a newcomer to the carbon reduction effort. It owns part of a company named Carbon Engineering, which developed a system to capture, purify, and compress carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. Bill Gates of Microsoft fame and current environmental activist is also an investor in carbon engineering. Occidental operates a significant chemical company 
as it works towards its goal of net zero emissions by 2050, it will still be able to provide essential products that are byproducts of oil and gas. These products include to toothpaste, coatings and capsules for medicines, soaps, and many other products. We should note that carbon, uh, that Occidental's largest investor is Warren Buffett. He already owns nearly 50% of the company, and he could make a move in the future to buy the entire company. If he does, Occidental's stock price will likely skyrocket. Occidental is an innovative company that is working to provide the energy that is currently needed to power the United States while preparing for a move to renewable energy. In short, it looks like a solution rather than a problem to the increasingly complex move to all renewable energy. We will keep you up to date on this important company and other companies that are also making the move to all renewable energy. Until the next time, stay calm, thoughtful, and purposeful. You have been listening to Dollars and Cents for College Students with host Frank Longo. The opinions on this series are those of the host. Before making any financial decisions, be sure to consult with a financial professional such as a certified financial planner. For more information, visit CFP.net.